This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley. November 30th is Giving Tuesday. That's Georgia's greatest day of generosity. It's a day when nonprofits in our community ask for your support so that they may continue making the difference that they make. One of those nonprofits seeking your support is Families First. Deprice Wadi is the Families First CEO. He joins us along with him, Dr. Edward Valentine, that is Family First Clinical Director. Now, you guys have been doing what you do in the Metro Atlanta community for more than 100, like I think it's 113 years to priest. Give our audience a little bit of the family's first story. Well, actually we've been around uh, over 131 years. So you can imagine during that period of time to become relevant, we have had to transform ourselves a multitude of times. And most recently when I came on board to Families First, I entered into a cycle as uh, uh, the cycle as in in changing one of those um, those cores with families first. So I came in and um, and partnered with uh, Dr. Valentin and our cabinet to develop a new strategic plan for families first. And it centers around resilience. And the reason why resilience is because in my 30 years of nonprofit experience, I've been really passionate about accelerating families, and the focus has typically been on the child. And so what we found in looking at resilience is that uh, uh, children look up to their caregivers for direction and for instruction and for guidance and leadership and mentorship. First and foremost, they're gonna look to mom and dad or the surrogate of mom and dad. And if mom and dad aren't resilient and stable and showing great examples, a lot of times, you know, those, those, those gangs are not gonna stick with the children. So although we focus on the whole family and meeting the family where they are, we feel like this concept of, of resilience, uh, this, this, this muscle building of strength that families should have in order to get, get up and pick themselves up when tragedy hits. And we all know that we all have tragedies to strike in our own personal lives because we're human and it's gonna happen. But some of us bounce back quicker than others. And what we wanna do in our work now is to superimpose our resiliency model and aftercare and mental and behavioral health work on families that need it the most so that they could get back out there faster, uh, go to work, uh, buy a home, get a livable wage job if they're not working or keep their jobs if they are working and have access to great health care, mental and behavioral health care as well as physical health care because we find that a lot of our families that are in significant need utilize the emergency room as the first point of entry to medical care. So this is our answer to social equity because we feel that leaders in the community need to know that there is a stigma around families that are not stable and not working. And it's not because the caregivers are lazy or don't wanna work, it's because a lot of times they just don't have that resiliency muscle strong enough to get back out there. And so that's that's the answer that we're providing to the community at large right now. Describe for me the menu of services that Families First offers to the community. Mental and behavioral health is the backdrop of, of what we do. And Dr. Valentin is going to dovetail into uh, the philosophy around that. And then our navigator services are, are serving as as, as, as individuals who have a background in social services, 
and they take on a caseload of 20 or 30 individuals or families, a family being uh, one person or many people, and they will assess those families to see, you know, kind of where their starting point is for the needs that they, um, the, the needs that they have in order to get back on their feet. And so through a coordinated uh, care regimen, uh, a family could be determined to need a navigator, which is a quarterback for services, and it could be families first services or community-wide services. They could need a coach, they could need a, a, a therapist. And then, and then once they develop this, what I call a cocktail of resources in order to get back on their feet, then they are assessed regularly around their resilience so that once, once they deem themselves ready to get back out there, then we'll provide up to two years of aftercare with your check-in points to make sure that they don't slide back to the point that we, um, that, that we found them when they came in our doors. So this navigation approach also applies to pregnant and parenting teens. Uh, we have a program specifically for moms who are you know, between the ages of 13, if you can imagine that, and 21 being a parent, and we provide those, those array of services for them. We provide navigation services for adoptive and foster parents because what we found is that once a child is placed in a forever home in an adoptive family or a foster family, that family becomes as, as much of a blessing as it is, that family is disrupted. And oftentimes parents feel as if they've gotten in over their heads and they need our help in order to, to, to keep that family together because oftentimes it's not a smooth transition when you add another heartbeat to the family. How are clients and families referred to the services that are offered by Families First? Comes in an array of, of forms, you know, uh, as simple as walking through our front door. Uh, most recently we had a family, unfortunately, they had been living in their car for about three months, if you can imagine, and you know, as, 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 as horrible as that sounds, I'm so glad that you know, it was during the springtime when the weather was favorable, but um, mom, dad, and, and two kids came into our doors. And it's a classic example of, of how we're scaling this model, if you will, but they were in total distress. Um, there was a, a seven-year-old uh, young man, and then, uh, then another child who was older, a teenager. And the, the little boy captured our hearts because he was complaining to his parents and he said, you know, I don't know why my parents got me out of foster care just to live in a car for three months. But mom and dad had hit a snag and dad had lost his job. He thought that moving to Atlanta would give him, you know, better job opportunities and prospects, but it just didn't work out that way. And one, one thing after another, you know, something as simple as a, a flat tire can decimate a family. And in this case, you know, a job loss just took them off the grid. And so the first thing that we did was, um, you know, we got them some food, we got them settled. And then we worked in partnership across the aisles with Salvation Army and got them shelter for, the, for a couple of nights. And then it morphed into transitional housing. And then over time, you know, dad got some behavioral health support, you know, from families first. And he was, he was back able to, uh, to get some job training and get a job. So that's just a classic example, you know, of the types of work and the type type of care that we provide to our families in order to get them back on their feet. And so, you know, you think about this one example, and then you think about uh, a number of, we got about 15 partner, partnering nonprofits with us 
and we work across the aisles where we, you know, provide services that they don't provide, um, you know, and then and then we refer individuals to services that our partnering nonprofits provide. So it's a very collaborative approach. Dr. Valentine, I know you work with uh, mental health services, behavioral services. What impact has this pandemic that we've experienced had on the work that you've done with the families and the clients that you've worked with with Families First? Thank you for having me and I'm very welcome and happy to be on your show. Um, the pandemic has made uh, quite a bit of impact. A lot, most of the people that call into our um, services, particularly the behavioral health um, department, 90% of them are, do not have access to mental health care or even health care in general, which is a, a situation of the social determinants of health. And this has been uh, the problem has been amplified and challenged by the um, inability of, see, uh, of gaining services that people may have access to because of closing, because of overflow of other organizations. And at Families First, we have um, tried to be a, a hub to be that cornerstone uh, because we do be, um, believe that the cornerstone for resiliency is our behavioral health model and what has what the pandemic has done is that it had limit um, the ability to to access um, mental health services so we've had to um, amp up our efforts in outreach in order to um, in, in order to allow folks to have that access to behavioral health care um, the pandemic also had a lot of social effects but also psychological effects in terms of, uh, of isolation from other groups. And it also increased the level of, uh, it, within it comes to the people that we have been serving, um, it also increased the, the level of, of conflict within um, interpersonal and family and the uh, numbers of domestic violence had gone up. And we had been very deliberate in intervening in those aspects and also and and also uh, creating interventions that speak to uh, to to those new problems however it has been a a, a challenge because um, we had to transition from telemental health to a blended form of treatment models which is uh, in-person social distancing in addition to telemental health because a lot of families truly don't have the access or the ability to, um, to be able to engage in telemental health due to technological um, uh, difficulties, due to um, situation uh, as, for example, um, inequity that uh, Mr. DePriest Wadi had mentioned earlier. Has the last year and a half, now almost two years of experiencing this pandemic with the impact that it's had on people in their physical lives, has that decrease the stigma that has often been associated with the need to seek mental health services from an organization such as Families First? Yeah, I really appreciate that question because the, the, um, the stigma of mental health is because of misconceptions about what behavioral health versus what mental health is. You know, our mental health goes up and down, it fluctuates. Someday I'm doing okay. Some days I'm not doing so well. 
the idea for behavioral health is that people won't seek uh, any kind of professional assistance because that is for people with mental illness. That I believe is a misconception. Um, mental health for everybody is a human thing. So it goes up and down. And I, that's the reason why I love Families First so much is because I was able to come into Families First wearing both of my hats as a mental health and behavioral health community leader and also as a social neuroscientist. And even in my lab and at Families First, we have been finding that um, part of the, the challenges of uh, regarding the stigma is, um, is understanding what mental health really means. And mental health is a human factor and it transcends um, from socioeconomical status to to, um, but it impact, impacts greatly, according to our data, it impacts greatly among those population that are at disadvantage. And, and it does um, affect, that's the reason why we had created the Families First Resiliency Needs Screening in order for us to measure three areas uh, of, of, of resiliency. And one of them is access. Um, the other one is connectedness and future goal orientation. We believe that those three areas of focus that we have in resiliency would help families not only um, recover from the adversities in their life, but we also believe that these are, these are the factors that would um, also inform them about increasing their and collecting more mental health um, uh, wellness versus um, mental health decline that we could, um, that we could experience on a day-to-day -day basis. So it is a very, in summary, it's a very human thing, but not a, not a lot of people really understand what does it mean to have mental wellness or mental health care. And they would, they would often believe that um, seeking help is only for the mentally ill. Now at Families First, we do, um, see, uh, see and intervene with people in different levels of, uh, of their mental health. However, um, we also invite the community to, to seek out um, professional help for even maintenance uh, because uh, mental health and your emotional health doesn't come with a manual, you know, and there is really no such thing as finding yourself. Um, human growth and development doesn't work that way. You can only build yourself. And in our navigator care model, we have been very deliberate in helping people develop themselves and, and do a, a, a shift between um, um, surviving and survival mode to striving. So let, let me add to that a little bit also because um, Dr. Valentin does a, a phenomenal job of, 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 of giving us a great scientific perspective, but from a boots on the ground perspective, we, we're on the west side of Atlanta, right near Mercedes Stadium to give everybody context. And we have two major markets. We serve, we're actually an international organization because we facilitate international adoptions, but our mental and behavioral health work primarily is in Fulton County on the west side. And then we have a huge market share in Gwinnett County uh, with a, a number of partners. But we actually walked the neighborhood on the west side because we wanted to get a sense of kind of what folks were feeling during the pandemic. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, therapy and behavioral mental health, uh, that kind of 
gives folks some pause, so to speak. But when you really kind of peel back the, the onion and talk about how you're feeling, everybody says, I just want somebody to talk to. You know, we're all wearing these masks and the masks are protecting us from, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, we're socially distanced from each other, but we want to, but, but when we really talk, talk to folks about, you know, what's going on kind of behind the mask, how are you feeling? Because you can't really see any facial expressions right now. So if somebody's sad, you really can't read that. So once we start really having those intimate conversations one-on-one -on -one with families, we, we gave them a gateway and an excuse to really start talking about, you know, how they were feeling mentally. Uh, many of these families did not have insurance. And, this, and you know, this, this, is, this is a very expensive proposition. You know, Families First, we're able to, you know, through, through the dollars that are, that are given to us, and we're fortunate that we're, we're, we have this platform through Georgia Gives that hopefully we'll have a number of individuals that will support those who, who are not insured. But even with that, I'm really grateful that we have more, you know, uh, more mentors, more celebrities, more movie stars talking about, you know, how they're feeling kind of behind, you know, the stigma of COVID and behind the stigma of mental health. And they're saying, I'm not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. And so I think that that is translating, you know, at the local level to folks to seek out somebody to talk to. And that's why we're here. I did want to mention that November is National Adoption Month. And the priest, you mentioned that, and Dr. Valentin, you talked about it as well. What is, what is the need when it comes to adoptions in our community? And what can you tell us about how that process works with Families First? Well, at Families First, um, we, you know, we're looking for caring individuals and parents that that want to want to love a child, and so we will we will facilitate you know those adoptions and make sure that these children go to forever homes through adoption or uh, or if if a if if a parental unit or an individual would like to try you know uh, uh, fostering, then you know we facilitate that as well. Um, we're non-discriminatory, and you know and we provide that ongoing training and support you know to our families. We actually just had an event this past Saturday where we hosted over a hundred families via Zoom with their children, you know, in, in a fun environment where we played games and, you know, virtual scavenger hunts. And we did that for about two and a half hours and all the families stayed. And, uh, and this, this is the type of support that we provide throughout the year, because, you know, I'm gonna tell you, you know, from, from, from the outside looking in, we know that adoption is very, very special. But from the inner circle looking out, it, it does take some time, attention, and some additional support, you know, from, you know, behavioral health specialists at Families First, from social workers at Families First, just giving those adoptive parents a voice because, you know, life brings challenges. And when you bring another, another person into a family fold, it does, it does bring a host of challenges as well. And so we try to mitigate that as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. And we provide um, a, a package of services to um, the family. You know, a lot of um, services are geared towards the children. And um, we take a holistic approach where we also provide behavioral health care and some coaching for parents. And, 
like I said, you know, a, a human life does not come with a manual. And so we try to provide those, uh, th those holistic approach in order to build resiliency um, to not only our um, children in foster care or our, our adopted children, but the children of the community in, um, in Atlanta and Georgia at large, because we believe that amplifying the behavioral health and amplifying mental health, um, it is uh, a, um, a duty for us in order to improve in um, mental health in our communities and uh, foster the, the, the concept of prevention through our resiliency model. Dupree Swati, Dr. Edward Valentine, was there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience that I might not have thought to ask you about in this time? We're embarking on the holidays, which is gonna be a really tough season for a lot of people. I wanna encourage everybody to check on somebody that you haven't checked on in a while and just you know, reach out to them and see how they're doing. And I want everybody to, uh, to give themselves the permission to not be okay. You know, we don't have to necessarily walk around as if everything is rosy. And I want, and, and if we're not okay, and if we're going through a season of, of questioning our own, you know, mental stability, you know, reach out to families first, or if not families first, reach out to another organization that provides the level of support. And on a very selfish level, I will say, uh, since we are with uh, Giving Tuesday upon us and, and over the holiday season, if you want to support a really great cause with phenomenal work and the research that's being done around resiliency and the outreach to adoptive and foster parents and beyond, uh, feel free to check our website out, familiesfirst.org. And if you have the wherewithal, feel free to give us your spare dollars and, and, and roll up your sleeves and volunteer as well. We're going to be, um, we're, we're in our adoptive family season and we're going to be supporting the needs of food and, and gifts around the holidays for about 200 families. And so that's gonna start within the, within the upcoming weeks. And we have a number of corporations that are coming and rolling up their sleeves and wrapping gifts and distributing them. And we're really, really fortunate to be, be a part of this giving cycle. Yeah, and I want to um, also uh, add to what the priest had uh, talked about. Um, and just to remind folks or invite the community to, to consider Families First for behavioral health services or mental health services or even coaching. It doesn't even have to be um, behavioral health. We do have a navigator care model where we have uh, um, um, professionals that are able to navigate um, non-emotional um, challenges or social challenges. I really want, um, I really want to stress the the, the access uh, piece so that we could uh, close the gap of inequity in, this, uh, in, in Atlanta and in Georgia. And I just want to really emphasize our invitation to um, consider Families First, um, call us um, and see how best we could uh, assist you. Um, life doesn't come with a manual and it is okay to be not okay sometimes. And mental health is a human matter. It goes up and down. And we wish that you collect more joyful moments in your life. And we may have a lot of um, suggestions and ideas to help you out, especially in these holidays coming up. Absolutely. Dupree Squaddy, CEO, Families First, Dr. Edward Valentine, Clinical Director for Families First. Thank you both for the amazing work that you are doing in our community. 
and we hope that there will be people who will see this work, take advantage of your services, and perhaps make a donation to Families First on Giving Tuesday. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Condis. We appreciate you. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I'd hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condis Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condis? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this same time as we explore new perspectives. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.